name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Have you ever thought about what we're doing here in church? What are we doing? Obviously, we're here for the Eucharist and the Divine Liturgy. But even for that, you could say, why are we here for so long? Right? I could just give you the Eucharist. Right? And if people are sick, I bring them the reserved gift from the altar, and I bring them the Eucharist. It's not the entire Divine Liturgy. We could do one Divine Liturgy that consecrates everything once every blue moon, and then you could just come and receive the Eucharist. Right? So why are we here? Why are we here? We could say that we're here to learn, to hear the Gospel and the Epistle, to hear the homily. But even that is a small portion of our entire time that we're here. We're here to worship. And that is obvious as soon as I say that. But even that word worship, what does that mean? There are many different ways of worshiping. I was in a Baptist church recently. They had this 600-seat auditorium, a huge stage. You could see the drum set on the stage and the huge screens on the sides and the big lights from behind. That's worship. At least the people there would say that that's worship. So there are many different ways that we could describe worship. We ourselves, we might describe it as worship is that good feeling towards God. We're offering words towards God. We have maybe a particular sentiment inside of us, a joy or whatever it may be. Sometimes we have a little turmoil because we don't quite have that joy and what's going on inside of us. This is not worship. Worship, we have to look back quite a bit further to understand the right understanding of what worship is. To go all the way back to Abel, the first example of worship that we saw. And what did Abel do? He gave an offering. And that giving of an offering, of a sacrifice, is throughout the Old Testament. We see this in Abram before he was Abraham. He gave an offering according to what God had requested. And then he fell into a sleep and he was told about the descendants of his that would number more than the sands of the sea. And then we hear about the offerings of Moses and the people of Israel. And ultimately they build this great temple in Jerusalem the place where they make their worship, which is they make their offering, their sacrifice. This is what worship is. It's an offering, a sacrifice. And this is something that then is fulfilled in the divine liturgy where we have his bloodless sacrifice. But we can't understand that sacrifice simply as Christ's offering. It's not just Christ's offering, but us. This is what we're doing here. We are worshiping, and our worshiping is an offering of ourselves. Our sacrifice, as David says in the Psalms, a sacrifice of praise. And if you think about that, it's kind of a confusing phrase. What is a sacrifice of praise? Right? Say, oh, that praising God is somehow a sacrifice. That's not what he's saying. What he's saying is that our offering to God, our sacrifice to God, is our way of worshiping him. 
The first thing that we offer is our sacrifice of time. We have all this time that we could be doing other things, but we're here. And not just the Divine Liturgy. In Vespers on Saturday evening, the weekday liturgies, the paraclesis, all the different services that the church offers, we have a big battle inside of us, which is, will we be there? Will we make it there? Will we cut out the time within our life and take that time and give it as an offering to God? Will we be there? Every time that you're inside church is a major victory. Because you know all of the different things at war inside of you that are trying to keep you from here. Even on Sunday morning, even if you have this sense of obligation on Sunday morning, and you still come every Sunday morning, there's still a war inside. There's still a struggle. Maybe a struggle to be on time. Maybe a struggle to be here for the orthros, for the fullness of what Sunday morning is. These are all struggles of time, but that's not even our biggest sacrifice that we offer. Because we can be present, but we are here to offer our presence. We're here to offer our attention, our devotion to God. And that's the real sacrifice, and that is the hardest part. Because you can get into the church building, but then the battle begins. Then it begins. So many things distract us. So many things pull our minds and our eyes in different directions away from God. We are here to make the words our own words. The divine liturgy, every single word that is said through the entire service, all the hymns and vespers, those are our words. Our words. And so it's a struggle for us to take those words on as our own. To hear them to comprehend them, and to offer them to God by our presence here. Whether we're saying the words, whether it's a part where it's appointed that we say the words, or a hymn that we're singing, or something that we've never heard before, a new hymn, we're still present and offering these words as our own words. But our minds float away. Our eyes get distracted. And it's no different in the altar, I tell you that. We all have the same struggle which is to make this offering to sacrifice to God. Sometimes we fight through the liturgy, being brought from one distracting thought to another, another temptation. It's so hard. We've talked many times about judging others, being in the church and judging people, looking around, seeing what they're doing, what they're wearing, how they're behaving, looking at other people with lust, being focused on what others might be thinking of myself, how do they perceive me? What am I doing? How is this action or the actions of my child reflecting upon me? We have the perception of other people judging us, or we might just be distracted by the cares of life. We're here in church, but we're thinking about the things that we need to do on Sunday afternoon. We're thinking about the burdens of our work, maybe a coworker or a boss that is just making us miserable and angry. And we spend our divine liturgy thinking about these things. And the liturgy itself tells us about earthly cares or the cares of this life and how we need to be leaving those things behind. All of these things are drawing us away. And then the new thing that draws us away in this present time, fear. That we are in the church and we're in the church and these 
temptations of fear are rising up inside of us about what might be happening to us or what might be dangerous. There's so many things and it is so hard to keep attention. It's so hard. Sometimes we think, when will I ever be able to worship? You ever come out of a liturgy and you just go, I was so distracted, had my mind on other things. When will I ever be able to worship? What I want to tell you today, my brothers and sisters, is that you are worshiping. You see, worship is not this happy, joyous feeling we get inside of ourselves. That's wonderful if we get that. That is a blessing from God. Worship is our sacrifice and our offering. So every time that we come to church, every time that we are fighting against our thoughts, every time we're fighting against what our eyes see or what judgments come up in our minds, that is our worship. Because worship is sacrifice. Worship is offering. Worship is not just happy, joyful feelings. So don't be discouraged by the fight. Because the fight is the way in which you're offering yourself to God. And I'll say that especially for parents of little children. You get through a liturgy and you feel like I was just all of my attention was on my children. I was so distracted by them. But as much as you can, you're not fighting against your children, but you're fighting against the thoughts of, oh, what will people be thinking of what I'm doing? Oh, my child's so loud. Oh, my child is doing this annoying thing for the umpteenth time. As much as we're fighting against those thoughts, this is our worship. We have to understand, this is not the, the thing we have to get through so that we can get to worship. We have to, mis we have to understand it rightly. This is our worship, because this is our offering to God. It is our aim, of course, to be without distraction. But we can't confuse our aim with where we're at right now. It's kind of like imagining, you know, I'm not there until I've been sanctified, until I am holy like the saints. Well, God forbid, that will put us into despair if we think that's where we have to be. There's a difference to understand. That's what we aim towards. We want to fight against the distractions. And if by God's grace, we have a service that's especially joyful, where we have less distraction, wonderful. That's a gift from God. But our aim is towards just fighting, fighting against the distractions. And when we make this offering, Think of this as your offering that you're bringing to the altar. You fight against the thoughts and temptations. That's what you offer to God. And you know what God does with that? He receives that offering. And he blesses it and he multiplies it. Like the bread and the fish in the wilderness, multiplying it thousandfold. This is what he does. And he gives us this great gift, which is in the divine liturgy, the Eucharist itself. By our offering of ourselves in the divine liturgy, what do we receive? You said your communion prayers this morning. We receive a cleansing, enlightenment, and protection, salvation and sanctification of soul and body, averting of every fantasy, evil practice, and operation of the devil enacted in my members by design. May these gifts give me confidence in and love for you, amendment of life and perseverance, increase of virtue and perfection, fulfillment of your commandments, fellowship of the Holy Spirit, 
provisions for the journey to eternal life and an acceptable answer at the awesome judgment seat. That's what we receive in communion. We see how the, the small gift that we offer is multiplied into this amazing gift. And it's not just in the divine liturgy and the Eucharist. In every service we make this offering and in every service God blesses us both in the service and also in our life. In each service and through it, we express our desire for God. This ultimately is what worship is. It's our sacrifice, it's our offering, it's our desire for God. And this brings us to the gospel today. What did it say? If anyone desires to come after me, let him take up his, <coughs> let him take up his cross and follow me. Our desire. Our desire is what brings us God's grace. And that desire is expressed in our offering and our sacrifice. Because ultimately, our entire spiritual life, our entire life on this earth, is to get outside of ourselves. To get outside of ourselves. No longer my thoughts about this and that and how things are so important to me or how some person wronged me or that person is doing the wrong thing. Get outside of ourselves. And the way that we do this is we sacrifice ourselves. We offer ourselves to God. And this, the fullness of this is what we hear from St. Paul in his epistle. While I have been crucified to Christ, it is no longer I, but Christ that lives in me. This is our goal, our aim. But as we aim for that, we continue this daily, daily offering of sacrifice. So I encourage you, your worship is every time that you're here. Not just the joyful feelings, but it's the struggle as well. This is your offering. And may this offering be blessed and multiplied. Amen.